Some folks still don't get stars to troopers, huh? Today I'm talking about satire. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about kind of the recent Twitter discussion that started up. I feel like this happens once a year, but it started up again in the past week where folks were talking about Starship Troopers again. And in particular, because there was at least a handful of people who were clearly misinterpreting it, um, it or I just had a bad reading on it. And it kind of led me down, not necessarily thinking about Starship Troopers on the whole, but b- basically why satire is so difficult for certain people to get and how it can function in kind of a more modern movie landscape. So that's the gist for today. It's not going to be a breakdown of Starship Troopers, which I'll get into in my intro. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're talking about today, and that's the inspiration behind it. So without further ado, let's get started. As someone who works and lives on the internet, which I don't recommend at all do anything else, there's been some surprising discourse about Paul Verhoeven's 1997 sci-fi cult classic Starship Troopers. Kicked off by one Twitter user who said the movie is a good example of how leftist writers don't get that if your lead characters are beautiful, it becomes difficult to mock them. What followed is about what you'd expect from Twitter discourse, with folks very familiar with the movie and its intended satire of fascist rhetoric, talking about how people who don't get the movie were being dumb, and right-leaning people firing off their cringe takes. For instance, if you side with the bugs, you're the fascist? Just a normal day on Elon Musk's nightmare tunnel. Sorry, the internet nightmare tunnel, not the Vegas death trap. And as much fun as it can be, and is, to rewatch Starship Troopers and point out each and every moment of blatant satire from costuming down from costuming down to the running series of ads that are basically punching the source materials materials right-wing leanings in the balls, what I'm much more interested in is diving into why so many people don't get satire. So, gonna do something a bit pretentious and talk about the point of satire. This might sound silly, but I think it's important to understand what satire is attempting to do to understand why so many people don't get it. In my loose definition, satire is an attempt at social critique that is done by holding up inherently dubious or silly things about a thing. It could be a belief structure, a person, or a government, and you hold it up to the light so its contradictions, falsehoods, and wrongheaded perspectives are obvious. This is usually accomplished by representing exaggerated or sillier versions of real things. If you're making fun of a political figure who's known for wearing a cowboy hat, the satirical version would make the hat either com- com- uh, sorry would make the hat comically large or small to emphasize what a vapid display display this gimmick is. If you're making fun of a celebrity, you might just repeat a bunch of cringe-worthy things they've said in a small period of time versus the year-long span they actually occurred in. What makes effective satire is a conversation it is a conversation in that it's hard to pin down, but it's a case by case basis. And as I've alluded to already, the set targets of satire often don't get it. Part of this is because a lot of the intended satire doesn't exaggerate it doesn't is yeah, sorry, because of a lot of intended satire doesn't exaggerate enough. I've seen plenty of jokes which are just repeating what a certain figure said without any commentary, as if that is enough by itself. That's why 90% of Trump impressions don't work with me, because they're not exaggerating a damn thing. They're just repeating what he says and how he says it. It's an impression, not satire. Which brings me to the core aspect of satire, understanding, and shame. Which is what satire needs to land. 
Like any comedy bit, the key to ensuring your audience laughs isn't just being funny, it's also making sure that your audience buys into your premise. If you've seen an open mic comedian try to relate to a thing that clearly only they do into a you-know-how-we-all type of bit, you know how important this is. Really good comedians are really good at weaving in and out of universal experiences and events specific to them. As an example, in her latest stand-up special, special, Taylor Tomlinson has plenty of jokes about having married about having married friends while also transitioning seamlessly into jokes about her own experience dating or being the single person around a bunch of married people. One moment she's talking about how married people will arrive to a lunch or dinner while they're clearly still mad at each other, the next she's explaining how she specifically has trouble with dating. Satire functions in a very similar way. For satire to function properly, everyone needs to know you're joking or demonstrate a very baseline understanding of the target. This is often the biggest hurdle and leads to most of the misunderstandings because of the aforementioned fine line between satirizing something or just replicating it. My favorite example is the Beastie Boys' Fight for Your Right to Party. The famed rap group has been very upfront that their breakout hit wasn't meant to be a legitimate party anthem. It was meant to be a send-up of the vapid party attitude of 80s dude bros that appealed to those same 80s dude bros. The Beastie Boys heard and made a joke, the Party Boys heard their latest party staple. The song is dumb and stupid, which is the point, and also exactly why these guys like it. In a similar vein, it's why so much right-wing comedy doesn't land at all. There's plenty to make fun of about leftists and leftist spaces, but most of the people making fun of it don't have a firm grasp on what leftists actually believe, and instead make fun of straw a straw man or use the same lame jokes people have been using for years. Whereas someone skilled, like stand-up stalwart Maria Bamford, has made some of the best jokes about Progressive, including comments like, getting into intense arguments with people who believe the exact same things I do, or pointing out her own hypocrisy on when her values for equal worker treatment were ignored on the set of her own show, and influenced her own husband. Which brings me to shame and self-awareness. In my opinion, for satire to truly work on its intended target, the target needs to both understand what's being made fun of and have shame and self-awareness about it. This second part is really important because I think it's something that's become increasingly more difficult to find in the polarized internet age, and also why the targets of satire don't get when they're being made fun of, or don't care. Broadly speaking, a lot of people have blind spots or lack shame about how they come across, and the contradictions in their own beliefs. A great example is the infamous Ben Shapiro, Shapiro rant about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP. Everything about Shapiro's reaction to the song is essentially a joke on himself that he's unaware of. His pearl-clutching about the song's intentionally vulgar lyrics only make the song sound more appealing to its intended audience, and he sounds like a prude who's terrible at sex by saying things about how a woman with a WAP has a medical condition, versus like a perpetually horny or turned-on woman like the song says. If it was a comedy sketch, it would be perfect for how unaware and shameless it is. And yet, nothing. A lot of his audience probably just nodded along or ignored it and didn't think about it half as much as the people roasting Shapiro did. As revealing as this moment was about Shapiro as a person, it was even more revealing that his audience stayed with him and didn't take him to task for sounding like the upright, uptight dean in every college kid's having fun movie. So let's circle back to Starship Troopers. Whether you agree with it being an effective satire or not, Starship Troopers is not a movie about military valor. 
It is intended as a takedown of fascist rhetoric and mindsets and a send-up of its own source material. It's a movie-long joke where almost every event on screen celebrates strength through suffering and pain, lethal sacrifice for the sake of the nation, and citizenship is only earned through military service. Oh yeah, and everyone in the high command is literally dressed like a Nazi. The movie is dunked in fascistic imagery and rhetoric from top to bottom, so even if you want the heroes to succeed, it should feel a bit fucked up. And if it doesn't, you've become the satire. There's a lot of bad media takes out there, but one of the most fascinating trends I've noticed is how out-and-out -out fascists or folks with fascistic leanings constantly tell on themselves by what they hold up as sacred or ideal. The X-Men are woke now, someone says. Well, you're the joke now, because clearly you never got what it was about in the first place. The folks who don't understand the media they love or what its intended messages are, in many ways, unreachable. Because they've demonstrated that you can hold themselves up to their face, tell them they're wrong, and all they'll hear is some kind of victory. If I had to summarize my feelings about satire in the internet age, it's not that satire is dead or that media literacy is dead, because the series of folks dunking on these terrible takes clearly indicates the opposite. It's that modern satire has two stages now. The viewing stage, where those willing to meet the material on its terms and engage with it, identify its ideas and judge accordingly. And the sharing stage, where people who can only read media in limited ways will show their whole ass and become part of the joke. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.